Fat and Spider episode 47, where we discuss 1989's Things, where friend of the show Yoli says, I turned it off and watched Zombievers instead. <laughs> Wait, Zombievers? Is that what you said? That and much, much more on this episode of <laughs> Bat and Spider. I've had that movie title Zombievers in my head all day because I think I must have read Yoli's review this morning. It's one of those words. It's like an earworm word. Like Zombie I kind of hate it. Like I hate it. I hate yeah. that they put those two words together and it it bugs me to hear it said, but I, it won't leave in my head. And I like no. I just obsess over the word Zombievers all day long in my my head. Like right. almost subconsciously. If you're standing in the kitchen and your and your cat is bugging you for food and you you'll mm-hmm. be like, "What do you want, you zombiever?" Yeah, like you'll just say it. You'll just say things. Say it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just there. This is now. Yeah. in whatever part of that brain. <laughs> yeah, and like the uh, the random access memory. That's what we watched this week, and uh, oft dubbed the worst movie ever made. Stay tuned for the second half of the episode to find out what Chuck and I thought about. Yeah. Things. I managed to watch a good number of movies, Dale. Mm. Um, I feel like I'm back in the groove. I'm just whew, knocking down movies. Wow. But let's talk about one that we both kind of watched. We, we had a little uh, late night sort of tryst with each other <laughs> through text message. Uh, I just happened to be like flipping through. I was like, man, I want to watch something. I don't know what to watch. And yeah. you... What did you do? You, did you send me a screenshot of uh, Waxwork? I did, yeah. I showed. I sent you a screenshot of the lady from one of the episodes of Tales from the Crypt. Ah, Michelle Johnson, a, right? Yeah, yeah, where she's humping lumberjacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, Chuck, take a look-see here on the screen. There she is. <laughs> and I was like, and you were like, this is Waxwork. And I I just fired that boy right up. Not, not, not a usual Chuck move to do, but I just did it. I was blown away <laughs> it was blown away and it was not it was very off the cuff very impromptu yeah. it was not scheduled it was like 1 30 in the morning it was late the witching hour big papa and chuck over here were mm-hmm. uh one in the same and we watched waxwork didn't we yeah and i had a blast dale this movie's a delight yeah i liked it I'm a lot you liked it it's a I comedy it in like 20 years the last thing I expected was like a horror comedy. I had no idea it was, you know, in that sort of 80s Fright Night vibe. I dug it. The, the one thing that bothered me is how everyone seemed to know what a waxworks was. Like every town has a waxwork. Like that everyone was just like, oh yeah, that's a waxwork. But it's weird that it's on our street in the suburbia. But like everyone seemed to know what it was. I had no idea what a waxwork. Like I guess it's a wax museum, but I didn't know people called it that. The one guy was so bummed. It's like, oh, it's just another one of those waxers. <laughs> what? It's like. What, do you have five downtown? Yeah. It's like when you live in a residential neighborhood and maybe, you know, some old lady opens like a ceramic painting yeah. place behind yeah. her house in her garage. Yeah. It's like, this is not a place for business. This is residential. What is this waxwork doing here? Yeah. But. I mean, totally blown away. I completely f- didn't even realize since the last time I saw this that John Reese Davies was in this. 
I know. For two minutes. It's yeah, it's basically a cameo appearance. Man, it was he so must weird. have been doing some favors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh the the other the other big guy was Zach Galligan, uh f- uh from Gremlins fame. Yeah, I I can't even for some reason I, my brain still can't wrap around the fact that he was in Gremlins. Yeah. And then he's doing Waxwork 1 and Waxwork 2. <laughs> oh man, both. I'm hyped to watch Waxwork 2. I got to say. Yeah. And then he did Gremlins 2 probably after Waxwork 2, I'm guessing. Right. So, I mean, he brought it in Gremlins and then he's doing Waxwork 1 and Waxwork 2. It's uh, he look, But yeah. apparently he's been he's good friends with the director Anthony Hickox oh, and okay. uh, yeah, so they've. I watched some like special features. My uh, friend Brian Rummel sent me the, uh, let me the, the Blu-ray. So I watched it on Blu-ray, and oh, nice. it had Waxwork Two in there too. So I'm going to watch that eventually. But uh, yeah, that was fun. We were texting back and forth, Chuck. Yeah. Screenshots. It, um, it's a fun, it was work, a delight. fun ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 if you if you're looking for a light sort of horror comedy watch, throw that on. Uh, you know, it'll be a nice nice little two hours or not even hour and a half probably yeah it's fun um melissa really wants me to mention strictly ballroom have you ever seen that dale the baz lerman his first movie no i i've never seen that i gave it i gave it full stars the most amount of stars in letterbox you can give it uh it is so entertaining and i i was just unexpectedly enjoying it <laughs> quite a bit um, is it like a like a like a rigorous getting ready for a ballroom dance movie yeah it's like sort of like it's sort of like a christopher guest fake documentaries slash sort of john watersy campy type thing but it's its own thing really like it kind of starts out like a fake documentary but then it just goes into a regular movie um but yeah it's just like these australian people who are like just everyone everyone in the movie's obsessed with stri- with uh ballroom dancing and it's just like their whole lives and everything hinges on it and and it's just a, the main character just decides to start doing his own steps and he doesn't follow the rules of the the dances and the shit oh, just shakes. pours down on him and he's just you know he's breaking the rules <laughs> he shake things up yeah and just like it throws everything into turmoil it's you know it's it's a but it, it is it's so great. Uh-huh. It, you know, I don't really, I'm not into dancing, but man, it, it, it is such a fun movie to watch. Um, Brave New Steps put Scott's career in jeopardy. Ooh. Yeah. I, I just put it on my watch list, Chuck. Spoilers. Yeah. Another five star for me. I watch, Speaking of John Waters, I watch Cry Baby, which is, a, yeah. that's a musical. I didn't even know that was a musical. I mean, it's, you know, it's uh, Johnny Depp is like a, a greaser. Like a rock and roller. Mm-hmm. Um, Ricky Lake is his sister. It, it, Tracy Lords is Tracy Lords is. Oh my god! I can't believe she didn't like. I mean, she was pretty famous, I guess, in the early nineties. But based on this, I was like, I'm a Tracy Lords head. Like, she is yeah. amazing in this. Uh, That's uh, Tracy Lords is like an enigma to me. Uh, yeah. I've seen her, I mean, I may have seen her in, in a random movie here and there, but, you know, I know how she got famous to begin with, and yeah. I know she ha- she burned bright, like, she was able to uh, get past that, uh, I don't know, that taboo or that whatever you call it, she was able to survive her 
you know, you know being underage and porn. Yeah. And, now that I think about it, she's kind of like she's kind of like a, like a Kim Kardashian or a Paris Hilton. Like she got famous for this sort of like you know, yeah, <laughs> thing she did. Yes, uh, that we don't need to go into, but you know, and it was not good. But she got she became fame like super famous. Like yeah. like I rem- I was conscious of Tracy Lord's you know, in the nineties, like, but I, I, I don't think I ever saw her in anything. Like, I don't know, even know how, how I knew she, who, you know, why did I know who she was? But I did. Right. It was weird. Yes. Same, same with me. You just know it's, it's yeah. just Tracy Lords. Oh, and I think uh, she had yeah. like a recording career too. She did some pop albums and stuff. Wow. Like it's funny. Cause nowadays I will, uh, you know, I follow a couple, you know, I follow people on Instagram and I, I'll see Tracy Lords commenting on like famous people's, Whoa posts like maybe sarah michelle gellers or somebody i don't that's know that's awesome but yeah so i i like go down the 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 instagram rabbit hole when i look at her and she has like a boutique or she used to have a boutique in beverly hills now she sells clothes online i don't know what she's doing but she's yeah she's doing it yeah i looked at her like imdb she still like does like a movie a year she still is in stuff but but man uh yeah crybaby man i love that movie i couldn't wow. believe it I'm I'm like turning into a total John Waters like convert like I'm I think I just needed to be older <laughs> to get it yeah because I, I probably saw Crybaby like on like I feel like it was on TV a lot like basic cable when we were kids mm-hmm. I just didn't get it like I didn't get the cultural references and like you know why is this yeah. set in the 50s or 60s and everyone and it's I mean for John Waters movie it's pretty tame right it's like a PG movie or? yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely not. Yeah, it's it's one of his like sort of mainstream yeah. releases. Huh. I know my sister was obsessed with that movie, but I've never seen it. Yeah, it's good. Five stars. It's real wow. good. Yeah. It. I mean, it's like it's one of those movies where it felt like it was forty five minutes long, like it because it, it was just you're mm-hmm. just like entertained, not bored at all, and it's just like wow. Mm. Um, man, I'm just gonna keep going through these, Dale. Uh, I watched two roller skating movies. Because, as you know, my partner, Melissa, loves roller skating. She loves it. Loves it. So, I dug up Solar Babies from 1986, which is, <laughs> it, it's a fun movie. It It is an oddball. I can see why it's sort of notorious. Because um, it's, it's just weird. It's like a post-apocalyptic, like, Mad Max type movie, but. But it's like a kiddie movie because it's like a group of teenagers on roller skates, like going through the desert. Yeah. Uh, trying to like break free from their weird pr- prisons they're in <laughs> and find life outside those walls. And mm. yeah. And, and it's like very Mad Max. Like they go to a city called Tire City that's like, I don't know if they're making tires or like they take old tires and make stuff out of them. Yeah. Uh, Oh, but the villain is that guy who played the reporter in that Tales from the Crypt episode we just watched. Um, oh. Do you know who I'm talking about? I forget his name, uh, but that great episode we just watched where he- uh, Yeah, he was calling in the uh, the, d- the desk to f- take his story down. and Yeah, that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well- um, He plays the villain in this. Like he's he's got like this like futuristic, like fascist, like gray uniform on and wears like aviator glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Jason. Uh, the cast, the cast is great. Jamie Gertz and Jason Patrick, um, who would later be in Lost Boys a couple years later. Um, right. Baby Lucas Haas is in it. Just a little guy. I remember Peter, him in that movie. 
Yeah. Peter Del DeLuise from uh, 21 Jump Street. The guy who's not Johnny Depp. Charles Durning from uh, Big Lebowski. Like, yeah. It's packed. It's packed. Wow. Solar babies. Um, yeah. It's an odd movie. I, I still don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> But I liked it. I, I mean, I think I think it could have been really cool, but I think maybe sort of the, the script sort of held it back. Right. Uh, and finally, I watched Skate Town USA, which, Dale, I feel like you would love this movie if you've never seen it. Okay. It's... um. Talk to me. It's, it's sort of like... I'm trying to like... What's that movie? It's sort of like a Midnight Madness movie. Is that that movie? Like... Where it takes place in one night in a roller rink. It stars, it's like a who's who of like late 70s. It's that Scott Bayo, Flip Wilson, Ron Palillo, uh, as we know as Arnold Orshak, Orshak, Maureen McCormick from the Brady Bunch, uh, Ruth Buzzy, and uh, I think it's Patrick Swayze's first movie. Um, Billy Barty is in it, uh, who plays the, he's the cameraman from UHF. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. amazing. <laughs> But it is like, it's just like one crazy night in a roller rink and Patrick Dude. Swayze plays like the leader of like the bad gang of uh, roller skaters and he always wins the competition like oh, either by like blackmail or whatever, you know. <laughs> and the, uh, Scott Bayo is like the manager of this new kid from from the valley he brings in to the, oh. to the west side skating rink and uh-huh. to try and win the competition and... And it's like filled with like weird sex jokes and like there's like uh, they get some old comedians like you know like guys who like perform with like Dean Martin uh, in Vegas like probably in like the fifties forties and fifties that it, it's it's a crazy wild movie that I had a blast <laughs> watching. I'm, I'm in love. I, I sounds like a wonderful time. Yeah, I think you'd really dig it. Oh, and the biggest, the most, the weirdest thing of all about this is that the screenwriting the screenwriting credit goes to one nick castle do you know who that nick castle is dale is that, is that michael myers yeah he played michael myers in the first halloween <laughs> shit yeah very strange I mean, he's not the only one who wrote it but he's yeah he's definitely credited oh um well that's yeah. that is some six degree stuff the boy who could fly he's so wow yeah yeah I just put that on my watch list too. Hello, watch list. <laughs> Amazing. Watch list. Thanks, Chuck. Yeah. Wow. Okay, Dale. What, what about you? I, I feel like I'm mm. talking too much. God. To support my boys over at 70 millimeter. I didn't watch this. Mm. I didn't watch many movies this week because uh, I, uh, I found a three month trial of YouTube premium. So, Chuck, oh, I've kind of been okay. watching a lot of, like, D&D videos and stuff like oh, that. Man. Taking advantage. Oh, yeah. It's a game changer. Yeah. Um, but I did go back and revisit um, 470 millimeter Apocalypse Now in 4K. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm gonna, I think I, I'm uh, going to watch that later this week. I found that bad boy in 4K at, best, at the Best Buys. Nice. So, I picked it up and... I mean, this, I, it just, it, the movie is just crazy. It did for, <laughs> for a time in my life, you know, I, I was deep into Nam, deep into yeah. learning all about it and, and everything. And, you know, this movie is just like a, a, like a concentrate of 
the American occupation in Vietnam. It's it's just a crazy, crazy movie. Yeah. And uh, you know, none of the none of the characters are two dimensional. They're all three dimensional. It's just it's just a crazy it's just a beautiful, absurd movie to watch. And you know um, There's no war movie like that really, is there? Like I feel like it's such a singular like depiction yeah. of war. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, something yeah. like the Thin Red Line is sort of similar, at least like poetic, you know, that sort of like the towing that poetic line of mm-hmm. dealing with life and death and war. And, but, um, but yeah, you know, I, I think platoon tries that. And a lot mm. of it, uh, you know, a lot of it is, you know, letters home to his grandmother yeah. about the, the absurdity of it all and stuff like that. But I mean, it's just not told in the way that apocalypse now is no. just, it's just an incredible <laughs> And, and the fact that, uh, you know, I was, of course, when I was watching it this time, I was just reading so much more about the production of it and stuff. And I watched Hearts of Darkness years ago, which is the, the making of and, you know, just the struggle and, you know, the um, just so much about it that I learned. And, you know, Coppola put in like seven million dollars of his own money, mortgaged his house to wow. to finish it. And it took like three years to edit the movie. Three years. Jeez. My, my God. Just crazy. Mm-hmm. But, American uh, zoetrope. Uh, but uh, I'm not trying to get, I don't want to do too much into that because I, I got to put my words together so I can yeah. contact 70 millimeter about mm. it. But yeah, that was like, I'm looking forward to revisiting Apocalypse Now because I, I was exposed to that as a young, exposed to that movie at a young age through my brother. Mm-hmm. He was always like watching it and dissecting it and like. Like I remember him, I remember him, he, like he was really into like home theater and stuff and he set up like surround sound in our basement, like oh, dude. with this like cobbled together speakers and, but we got it working. I remember him putting on like the scene with, um, this is the end by the doors and then the, the, the tree line blows up. Oh yeah. Just like, I remember oh. sitting there and we were just like, like listening to like the helicopters and the speakers behind oh. us and we we're just like, oh my God, this is insane. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, and, and it's just, I mean, the tree line blowing up, I mean, that was like a quarter mile long. Like that was real effects. You know what I mean? It's everything had to be perfect. (sighs) Just, just the, the, uh, the orchestration of it all. Yeah. So you got that, you got the disc, the the newest disc Yeah, the the final cut. Does that have hearts of darkness on it? Yeah, it does. Oh, good. Because I've never seen that. I, I've, I've never dived into that. I, oh, I hear that's dude. a great movie just by itself, too. <laughs> yeah. If you pl- if you do get to watch it, please let me know. Because I'm going to yeah. watch it this week, too. Hearts of Darkness. I should probably get that disc. Is that possible? Woo! It's, not, it's, it's a good price, too, in Best Buy and uh, Amazon. So Yeah. This is the it. end. Just find it somewhere. All I can say at this point is, you know, on the opposite end of the spectrum as uh, Apocalypse Now is um, our movie this week, Chuck. Yes. I guess we, uh, we're going to jump right into Things from 1989, directed by one Andrew Jordan. (laughs) 
Presumably he's in movie jail right now. I want you to have my baby. My wife and I tried to have a baby, but we could never get one. Now it's up to you. My beautiful love. I don't really know for sure. But. Uh, and this thing, this uh, this movie is, it's about three pathetic hosers who find themselves in a remote cabin where all there is to do is watch TV that with channels that are just like snuff films. <laughs> uh, the walls are infested with these inanimate killer bugs. Um, but most of the time, these guys are just sort of sitting there drinking beer and complaining about being bored. And every so often, the movie is interrupted by news reports um, by famous adult film star Amber Lynn. And that is Things from 1989. Let's get into this, Dale. Uh, this is a toughie. I, I honestly don't know where to start or what to talk about. Um, you know, like yeah. you said, this is heralded as one of the worst movies ever. I, I'd never heard that. I always, I always thought Plan 9 had that, uh, that honor, but I can see <laughs> after experiencing this movie, I can see like, to me, Ed Wood is a, I mean, I love Ed Wood, but, and he is, I think he's a very competent filmmaker actually. Um, but this one was rough. It was rough. I'm not going to lie. Party, party, party. You sure uh, Doug won't mind if we have a few of his beer? We can drink all we want. Are you sure? I'm sure. I'm his brother. I'm entitled to a few privileges, don't you think? All right. Let's dig in. I'm in a weird spot because, like, I, I, it was a, it was an exercise. My experience watching it, it was like the ultimate test of my attention deficit disorder, mm. self-diagnosed, because I would just zone out constantly, um, because there was just nothing mm -hmm. keeping my attention. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and it was, yeah. but I'm like. And I was like, I went through so many emotions. I was like, hate. I was like hating it. I was bored. I, I and like tonight, pulling clips. I'm like listening oh, to the boy. audio now. I'm now I love it. Now I'm almost like on the other side of it, where I'm appreciating it again. And yeah. <laughs> especially the soundtrack. I think the oh, dude, you could put this whole movie on a tape, like a double cassette tape, dude. And yes, that would be cool. Um. I think it would be a much more rewarding and strange experience than actually watching the visuals that are that go along with it. Yeah. <laughs> but the music is great. It's done by someone going by the name Strychnine. Strick uh, nine. Yeah. Strick. I thought of nine. I thought of you immediately, Chuck. <laughs> it's so hard not to text you during these movies. I know. But we try to save it for the show. Yeah. Strick nine. I know. If there's not already Gold. a things cassette out there, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta track down who this Strick Nine is, and yeah, I want, I want, I want more Strick Nine. See if there's in, any more out there. <laughs> in like the early two thousands, uh, you know, Kazaa when Kazaa was a thing, yeah. Um, I was looking for the Alien soundtrack, mm. and what I downloaded was the movie in audio form. Because it's wow. mostly just ambient. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of ambient. And I was in love with it. That's cool. Yeah. It's just because you, you you just zone in more in on the spaceship sounds and like yeah. the, the subtle, subtle undertones of what was going on in between dialogue. And uh, 
I this movie there was so much of this of score and yeah. uh, you know strict nine just bringing it there was uh, so it was it was it was funky watching this because they shot this on eight what eight millimeter yeah um what yeah I mean eight mil if you're I mean everyone's probably old enough who listens to this knows it. but eight millimeter it's like super eight they always call it it's like the super smallest eight. yeah version of film that they sold and it i think it had no soundtrack so it was always you know you just shot silent um but you know you think like most movies in the theater were 32 uh millimeter right um and then there were 16 below that which it was sort of like you know they used that for tv a lot and Mm -hmm. you know lower budget stuff Um, and you could get away with it in in cinema because you could if you blew it up to twice its size it would still yeah it would be okay yeah, yeah. But eight millimeter, that is pushing it. Like <laughs> yeah. that was like it was reserved for like, you know, your brownie cameras, like, you know, dad's home movie camera he shot, you know. Yeah. Eight millimeter footage. Um Yeah, so it it's 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 a challenging watch. And I'm sure it was a challenge for them to try and make a movie work uh with eight millimeter. Um I mean watching this it I'm of two minds too. As I was watching it, and I've I've just been thinking about it nonstop since yeah. I've seen it. But um, you know, there's so many conflicting um, conflicting emotion that I have because yes. <laughs> I I mean, it's not a good movie. It's pretty creepy up here. Why don't you put something on TV? There's an idea. They get the bestiality network up here. You can get uh, stations from Texas and New York, underground stations, death, murder, violence. Some programs have been off the air for years. Some of the stations, he doesn't know where they're coming from. But yeah, yeah. also, they, I mean, they filmed the whole movie. They went back and redubbed the whole movie. Yeah. Because there was no sound during the whole movie. But also, I feel like, at what point can you tell a person they have no business making a movie? Because, <laughs> Chuck, I'm telling you, if the, I'm, not, I'm not putting these people down, but no, yeah. uh, if I wanted to make a movie... So I feel like they had two pages worth of script and they figured yeah. and and so you know there's there's books there is, there are people put out books on how to make them how to write movies and how to make movies and they there are processes in place for a reason you have to tell a coherent story you have to have dialogue and script but if I wanted to make a movie I'm the type that I I would have no time to learn the art yeah I yeah. would just be like, let's just fucking make a movie. And I feel like I would do the thing, I would do the same thing that the folks making things totally did. They were just yeah. like, you know what? Let's just figure it out as we go along. Let's just start making the movie. Let's start getting something on film. And that's what I was, like, I can't fault them for that. It, oh, totally, so, yeah. So if things became a bigger thing than what they intended it to be, or if things became... You know, it's through no fault of theirs. Maybe they were, you know, who knows what their what was in their head on how big they were trying to make this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, it's it seems like they got some money because, <laughs> I mean, the credits for this movie were 
so long, Dale. Like I was surprised. This was like Lord of the Rings extended edition length <laughs> credits. And I was like, this is a super eight movie. How many credits yeah. do they have? <laughs> no, I know. Um, but I, th- I feel, you know, there were so many thank yous and like people credited. I was like, you know, they, I imagine they raised some money, you know, they, <laughs> they got their, you know, family members or someone, you know, they, they did raise money, you know, they got Amber Lynn, who was like at the time, probably one of the most, I mean, I, I don't know about her, but I read her like Wikipedia after I watched this, she was like one of the biggest adult stars, you know, um, you know, just very famous in that world. Um, and somehow they roped her into doing this weird news segment that pops up in the movie every so often. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to TV9 News. I'm Amber Lynn. I'm Johnny Scott. We are your hosts for today's broadcast, following top news stories of the day. We will speak briefly with the leader of the Soviet Union concerning topics of the George Bush administration and the threat of nuclear war. In Manhattan, an oil slick caused a truck to crash into a hydro pole today. Inside sources say the residents of the Upper East Side may be without electricity for up to three so, hours. So, like, yeah. So, I mean, I imagine they paid her for her time, and uh, yeah, it, 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 it. I'm very conflicted too, Dale. I, I love the way you described it. It, it it's sort of because it's what it's what we love on the show. It, it's it's the people who are like, fuck it, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm, but they have the will. That yeah, they're gonna make a movie no matter what. Right. Um, no one's going to tell them no. Uh, and, I, and I applaud that and I love that. And it always makes interesting work. Um, mm. You know, it's almost the type of movie that could be like a, a like, <laughs> like an art artiste made. Like it was like their, yeah. their like thesis for, you know, art school. Um, mm-hmm. And everything was done on purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I know yeah, that's yeah. not true. So right. it's almost yeah. like you almost want to categorize it as outsider art. So it's like, just like you know a rung below amateur you know it's someone that which doesn't really make sense for this because clearly they're fans of movies but it almost it has that feeling of like they've never seen a movie you know yes and right <laughs> they just and, picked you know, up a camera <laughs> and and they're nods to multiple horror movies totally this, you know yeah. uh so they're respecting the genre they're throwing pops props to the genre everywhere you turn in, in the dialogue but yeah uh yeah and i i don't i don't want to like ins- i don't want i don't mean that as an insult at all like i yeah but that was like a way for me to describe like you know the experience of me viewing this thing um i don't know if i could say to somebody don't watch it because it was such a i mean it's yeah i i, I mean i'm sell, telling you don't watch it but watch it like i don't know what else to say but there is uh i can't think of uh so far in this uh you know in this journey that we're going on together chuck and um you know probably maybe any other movie i can't think of a uh a better example of just somebody just wanting to get a movie made yeah at any cost yeah but i mean if there was ever a movie that we should have watched for whatever bat and spider is this is you know high on the list you know no matter the experience we each had but first off take a look at the store oh god what a horrible mess it is definitely the type of thing that we should be talking about on this show what the movie is about is these two friends go up to one of the friend's brother's house that's in a remote cabin 
and um they're there to visit but the 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 owners of the cabin or whatever you know one of them is sick in bed pregnant and you know the uh, the friend lets uh the two friends go in and basically make themselves at home and <laughs> you know the the uh, the wife gives birth to these aliens but it's wow that I mean, happened I don't even remember yeah. that. Yeah. God, dude. Um, <laughs> I was like, ser- like when I say I was like dipping in and out, like I was just like, it was so yeah. hard for me to pay attention. I, I could totally miss that. I didn't know I, that was in there. And, and you know, they're not, she's not birth. She doesn't birth them. They like, yeah. expl- but they don't even explode out of her stomach. They're just, you know, they're, through dialogue, we're being described what happened to her. <laughs> There's and she a dies. lot of that. Yeah. Oh my movie. gosh. Like. Yeah. A, a lot of it in in bad ways it's it's yeah. poor example of we might as well be reading a comic book the way um so many uh so much of the uh the 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 action is pushed forward through dialogue and not on screen like um you know in, when when one guy is trying to change a fuse in the basement and you know it's a basement <laughs> supposedly full of these alien creatures yeah. you know he'll say as the camera is just solely on the fuse box and him uh, thank God all these aliens are asleep around me right now. And and then there's never any, you know, camera pointing to any of these things because they had like yeah. one of these creatures to use th- for the shoot. I know. And they don't, well, some of them move kind of, but oh, most I, of the shots of these creatures were just, they were just sitting there still, uh, stone. Still. And um, you're, and you're but you're supposed to believe that they're alive and they're dangerous you know yeah, that, but they're not that the few that I'm glad you brought up the fuse scene because that that was like the one scene that stuck out to me as like they successfully built 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 a little bit of tension like I was actually like worried as he took it felt like 5 minutes of screen time of him unscrewing those six fuses and then screwing in new ones like Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is actually like, oh my God, you know, it's a basement full of these little monsters and they're going to eat them. You know, I was, I was a little like, ah, you know, <laughs> please hurry yeah. up. Yeah. I was get like, back oh, upstairs. Yeah, yeah. But it just sort of like nothing happened. Like he just like, yeah. He, then he went upstairs. I think like nothing mm-hmm. happened. I don't know. <laughs> and, and from what I could gather, the, you know, the, the three acts or the three quests in this movie is the first, yeah. ha- the first half hour, which feels like an hour is oh, yeah. uh them waiting for their buddy to come out of the room with the wife and the wife dies giving birth. Yeah. And then the second half hour is them just going to change fuses, you know, at the top of, you know, at 30 minute 30 the power goes out and at minute 60 somebody's finally changing the fuses, but nothing <laughs> happens in between that time. Nothing. Nothing happens. Uh well, they sit they at a walk kitchen around. table. Yeah, they they sit at the kitchen table. They they have they the one guy yells party party party, uh, and then they yeah. they like talk about whether or not it's okay to drink his brother's beer or not. Uh, yeah, and then they end up drinking the beer. Um, they watch some TV. They the one the the other guy who's not the brother wanders around and like looks at like like he pokes the fish hanging on the wall and says, "Oh, that's plastic." Um, yeah. Looks at some paintings. And, and the <laughs> one the, the one scene with the mustachioed brother, you know, he just Doug. 
he Doug, he just points out that uh like the beer is not good, so let's add oh, like this import yeah. beer is not good, so let's add some good old fashioned American water to the beer. Yeah. And that he just like fills some... a beer bottle with water? What like what are you what purpose are you serving? Yeah. He waters down his beer. Like it it felt like that was like an inside joke or something. Like <laughs> that only yeah. their little friend group would get that made this movie, you know? Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. That's maybe that's maybe I haven't given him enough credit. No, don't do that. Um, you know, it, the pacing is all over the place. There's uh I think after like I'm sorry, I got the character's name wrong. The mustachioed guy, I forget his name. It's not Doug. His his brother's named Doug, the guy who lives there. Mm. But the guy with the mustache, he like I think he like destroys some of the the bugs. And they're like black blood goop gets all over this giant flashlight he's holding and that's another long scene of him cleaning the handle of this flashlight it feels like 10 minutes yes of him just wiping it down and all the like the the sound the soundtrack work they did for the sounds of him pulling the paper towels off and smudging the flashlight handle like it was just like what why is this important yeah. Like I was like, is this flashlight going to be very important <laughs> in another scene? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the same thing when um, the brother gets blood all over his shirt and chest. I mean, yeah. he takes 15 minutes to wipe himself down and he's just using dry paper towels <laughs> to wipe blood off of his skin. There's a sink yeah. right behind you, but they like, why are you not using water? You're wiping like carrot syrup up with dry paper towels. It's. Like I don't, I don't get any of it. I it's yeah. it's confounding to me. And, but they sit and there and they make you watch him wipe himself down for fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like there's one thing I want like there's this I I pulled this line because I thought it was really funny. They're like Doug and his brother. They're looking at this like art project on the door and one of them jabs him. He's like, you never told me you were a kindergarten artist. Well, you never told me that you were an asshole either. I had to find out for myself. But then he goes on to say that that art project was made by his niece before they tortured and killed her. Well, yeah. What does, where, what does that even mean? Yeah. And I was like, is that another joke or is that part of the story that you're, Right. You're homicidal too, and every and, and the brother's okay with it. Yeah, because at, you know, other than the, th- there was no indication that they were like evil or they're cannibals yeah. or they're torturers. Yeah, I that that threw me for a loop. Totally, <laughs> totally, and then it's just dropped. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I mean, as I say it now, I'm like, oh, maybe it was just a joke, like because it was the joke line of him saying, Oh, you never told me you're an asshole. Like that was supposed to come off as a joke. Maybe it, it was a continuation of their banter, but well, it didn't, didn't read like that. In the it moment. didn't, it didn't read, it didn't stick. And I think, and maybe, maybe some of these lines worked when they were recording, but going back and <laughs> read and overdubbing the lines, all the inflection is lost. All the sense yeah. of humor is lost. They're just like, that was before we tortured and ate her. Yes. You know, I didn't know you were an asshole until just now. There was <laughs> like, no, like, they weren't having a conversation with each other ever yeah. at any point in this movie. It sounded like 
people reading off of a, you know, the dialogue mm-hmm. in front of them. <clears throat> I pulled a bunch of lines so that you can pepper them in here because people need, like, if you're not going to watch this, you need to hear. You need to hear it. How they Good. put this dialogue in and. And there was so much of them just adding exposition to, like, you know, like you said before, it was like reading a comic from the 70s, like, you just, or like watching a Popeye cartoon where Popeye's <laughs> muttering his thoughts out loud. <laughs> it was so strange. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about the opening? The opening, we open with like a dream sequence um, with some killer music by Strick Nine, and it's like, this was... This was like their nudie scene because they got a, a nice, beautiful woman to get naked while wearing a devil mask. And it's like our character Doug dreaming, right? And he's like talking to her and it, it the dream just devolves to him saying, I want you to have my baby over and over again, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the way he says baby is oh, the it's, creepiest. It's, mm, he's like, like baby, I want no. you to have my baby. Yeah, I don't like it at all. <laughs> no, it's yeah. Chuck's vo- Chuck's face was reeling right now when yeah. I brought it up. I just hope that poor girl was okay during this film shoot since she got out of there. <laughs> uh, I mean, every every location they filmed in was more. Dis- it was even. It was grossier than like the Evil Dead cabin because at least the Evil yeah. Dead cabin was supposed to look like an evil cabin. <laughs> This is just worse. This was worse than Deadbeat by Dawn. Any apartment in Deadbeat by Dawn. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it lo- it it almost looked like it had that feeling of like a hunting cabin, didn't it? Sort of like it was somebody's like yeah place like, to go drink beer and shoot deer in the woods. Yeah, like know. one a cottage you you visit once every couple months. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> oh, do you have any other scenes you want to point out? I I I, honest, I I find it hard to just point out scenes just because yeah. I don't unfortunately I the only things I had to say about it was just like you know it was boring overall and you know I think I try I already like got that point across and I'm just going to regurgitate yeah. the same stuff yeah, 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 yeah. when it when it even applies to any new scene um yeah I it's just like it's it's yeah I, yeah, I, I can't really say anything more. Unfortunately, yeah. it's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I, we watched things and I'm glad we did, but it, you know, it wasn't, <laughs> there was just, uh, you know, not, it was very incoherent and very hard at telling a, 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 a an entertaining story. I don't know. Yeah. It feels like, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know if I have much more to say that I didn't say already. And, but, but it feels like we, Went through a rite of passage a little bit. Um, and it's a movie I might, you know, I don't know if I'll go back to watch, but I'm in my head, I'm still enjoying it. I'm still enjoying the, like, I almost want to watch it from a different angle and be like, treat it more as mm-hmm. like a collage. Yeah. And I think that's why I was so fascinated with the soundtrack. Cause it, it sounded like, it sounded like early industrial music almost like, if you remove the visual elements, it almost sounded like, you know, like stuff that like, you know, Trent Reznor was inspired by those bands like Coil and um, I forget the other, the other bands. Uh, was it TV Party? No, I don't know. Uh, I'll remember after the show. But but just very like, mm-hmm. you know, almost call sound collage Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and the visuals are almost like that too, because they're so incoherent. It's, it's almost like they just found this footage and th- put it together randomly. Um, and, but I do want to, I do want to give props to Amber Lynn because she, of all the, the actors, she's the one who brought probably the most energy to this production. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and they give her a little post credit scene where she, she talks about, um, the time she went and was involved in a John Frankenheimer movie, um, called 52 pickup. Did you see this scene at the, after the credits tale? I don't think so. I don't know why I don't remember this. <laughs> Maybe you turned it off. So after all the credits roll, they cut to like some, like it's not part of the movie. It's it's Amberlynn on the set that she was shooting in as the newscaster. And she's just telling the story. Maybe about, Tubi like switched to the next movie for me before. Oh, uh, they might have. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, But it's kind of interesting. I pulled the audio. You should put it in here because it's like she someone she knew pulled her onto the set of this movie 52 pickup i remember when i did 52 pickup with vanity we saw you in that when i walked on the set like i was supposed to be an extra and we went there as a joke a friend of mine was friends with um the the casting agent and they wanted a bunch of actresses to play porn stars right so she called up a girlfriend of mine who says i'll get a bunch of my girlfriends who really are porn stars to come down and show up on the set and surprise john frankenheimer so like we came down there just as a joke and he's seen me and he says oh my god amber lynn i'm a big fan of yours he says you gotta be in my movie so i was like oh shit so when i met ann margaret i was like speechless like i couldn't even talk around her you know, and he kept, he wanted me to do this one line about Cecil B. DeMille. And she walked over and stood next to the director, John Frankenheimer, while he was, he says, run the line for me. And I was like, <laughs> I says, I can't. He says, what do you mean you can't? I says, I'm sorry, I can't do it. And I turned around and walked away. And he like, for some reason, he followed me over and he says, listen, he says, you know, this is, you're playing the stripper in this part. He says, this is your part of the movie. And as far as I'm concerned, you're the star of this part. And, and so he made me feel real comfortable. Was that oh, the, I kind of missed a bit. Was that still 52 pickup? Yeah, it was. It was yeah, 52 yeah. pickup. Yeah, it was just this sort of genuine, weird uh, tacking on at the end of this very strange movie um, hmm. uh, that I found kind of weird that they <laughs> thought it was appropriate to put it on after the credits. <laughs> Smart. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, and, yeah. And that's, it's, you know, more on top of that, uh, I, like basically, friend of the show, Mr. Caplasto, mm-hmm. his uh his article is uh, some things shouldn't exist. This movie is one of them. This movie is barely comprehensible. Some quotable lines, but you're better off sitting in silence for an hour and a half than watching this pile of garbage. Then he goes oh. on to say, "Can't wait to buy it on 4K." Like <laughs> that's and that's exactly how I feel about it. That yeah yeah that's yeah it's, exactly. that's perfect. And I think it, I mean, like the fact that this movie's in 2021 on Tubi and Amazon Prime right now, that's got to be the element, right? Like, it's such a strange experience Mm -hmm. uh, that it just, people keep watching it. (laughs) Yeah. And it has some sort of distribution. Like, this is the type of movie that you don't, like, you expect like your weird uncle has in his attic that, you know. Maybe he shows his family like every year at Christmas and makes everyone watch it. And his like kids grown. Yeah. 
it's just weird that this was this has been released and and all you know and friend and and spiritual movie guide personal spiritual movie guide anna ghoul they mm. say in their review uh Way too long and incoherent, but you're rewarded throughout for sticking with it. Certainly one for a large group. Dedicated to 20 years of Tony Iommi Black Sabbath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they say in their review. And I thank you for calling that out because that was I was drawn to that in the credits. Like, yeah. Especially the way they wrote it. They said, dedicated to 20 years of Black Sabbath, and then in parentheses, Tony Iommi. <laughs> yes. Like, I think they were like, they were like, Yes, we even like Black Sabbath after uh, um, Ozzy le- uh, after the Ozman left. After um, the Ozman we're still left. dedicated yeah. uh, Sabbath fans here. Oh, I loved that. Yeah, <laughs> that totally endeared them to me. Like yeah. at that point, I was probably like angry, <laughs> but then I saw that and I was like, oh, <laughs> I know, right? You're like, guys. okay, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> they melted my heart. <laughs> <laughs> they also gave it the uh, the uh, highest review of our listeners too at two and a half stars. So wow. you know, Anna's they know their shit okay yeah oh yeah yeah um yeah just like i am flip-flopping all around i don't know what kind of uh star rating i'll give it i just know that i hated going through it but i'm glad and and happy that i finally saw things that's all i can say i agree i agree yeah i don't even know if i'm gonna give this a star like i don't even know what to give it yeah i know (laughs) And I, I, you know, I had, I, I have this, I have this personal mission deal that I have to give it a star rating for some reason, but you uh-huh. know, I don't know if I have to, but I know it's becoming more of a thing to not have to do that. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. I've been, I've been torturing myself lately about not giving anything stars and I, I can't pull the trigger on it because that would make me have to use my words. And I, sometimes I just don't feel like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true too. If you do, if you give it a rating, I feel like I have to. Yeah, review it in some way and, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah, so wow. That was that was things, you know? That's uh love it or leave it. We did it. We did it, Dale. What's next on the on our uh, agenda? Oh, we got listener feedback, right? From the home office in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Amber Lynn is the sister of porn actor Buck Adams. Two children Buck in porn. Ad- wow. That's like royalty. Yeah. Great name, Buck Adams. Yeah, that's a good porn name. Remember when he put his coat in the freezer? <laughs> this is like the after credits uh, of <laughs> Sorry. talking about things. There, there are Dude, many odd things that happen that I forgot about. <laughs> there's no reason. There's no reason. I, I think it was a joke, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I okay. Don't get it? I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're a listener of this show, you can, you too can send us letters and voicemails, right, Dale? How do they do that? Yes, you can do that by uh, emailing us, batandspiderpod at gmail.com. You can also call the uh, official Bat and Spider hotline. 315-544-0966. I'm double checking that to get it right because I just pulled that from memory without having the sheet up. Wow, I was right. I was right. 47 episodes and you memorized the phone number. That's great. Wow. 
I, I will never. I mark my words. Chuck Forsman will never memorize that number. Yeah, but more out of like because you refuse to. No, because I just don't remember phone numbers, and it's it's your job to read them. So <laughs> I'm heavily reliant on you. Respect. <laughs> Respect. Okay, here we go. Wow. All right, let's let's start off the email segment with uh, three in a row by T.J. Hamilton. Oh boy. Love the Pirates of Blood River talk. Yes, too. I too love pirate movies and books, and I too am disappointed in the quality of most pirate movies. I feel your pain, yes. Chuck. Yes. Have you ever seen the 1980 film The Island? It's also about yes. pirates that they are mostly landbound with no pirate ship action. At least I think so. I saw that when I was about 12 or 13, so I only remember the fact there are that there are boobs in that movie okay i'm hold on listing it uh that's a weird movie that is um that's based on a peter benchley novel uh author of jaws wow um i had a year where i read like every peter benchley book and then watched every movie because wow. you know jaws was a hit so they made the island and the deep what's the other one they made yeah the deep yeah um I think the island, I think that's the one I think it has Michael Caine in it and him he takes him and his son and they end up on this deserted island with these like descendants of pirates who've been there like hundreds of years. Wow. So they're like, you know, they're like grandchildren of pirates. <laughs> <laughs> but they're still just pirates. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's a weird idea. Um congrats on the skateboard arc, Chuck. Congrats oh, on the porn you. movie purchase, Dale. <laughs> Uh, love Tim P.S. Just reviewed some info about the island on the internet. There is, in fact, a bit of boat action, and it is considered to be a cult film due to being such an odd film. It's very gory, and yes, seems to have a lot of boobs. The hmm. book it was based on was by Jaws author Peter Benchley. Sorry, I just ruined this email. Sorry, no, you did. Uh, P.P.S. The trailer for the island. And then he just includes oh, a, oh, a link. link. Awesome. Classic. Classic uh, Tim. Classic Tim Hamilton. Thank you, TJ. <laughs> we should just start reading the links out um, letter by letter on the air. <laughs> I know. It would be for, you know, it'd be more accessibility for people who can't, you know. It's true. It's very true. Uh, let's see. Now we got some voicemails here. Hey, guys. Many people owe me many favors for reasons attached is what i got back in your re in response to your request and we requested to try to get an interview with uh arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> hello cutie pie we listen bat and spider it's me the director of the crypt keeper himself this right this is arnold schwarzenegger anyways my friend kevin cablasto just informed me that you wanted to interview me on your show well let me tell you as a big fan i would be honored i mean there's no two ways about it so do me a favor chuck and dale Let's make this happen, all right? There's no way. Hasta la vista, baby. There's no way. There is I no like, way. <laughs> I am so... Oh, so many emotions. I feel like I just watched things again, Dale. Kablasto, you piece of crap. Oh, I know it's fake, but it still gave me like a jolt oh when he said God. our names. I know. Like, <laughs> Dude. I hate it. I hate it. God damn it, where's my slide whistle? My pulse. 
I was not prepared for that. I was adding the island to my watch list uh, when I was assaulted <laughs> oh by that beautiful voice. <laughs> How I, is that possible? I can't even right now. I cannot even. Oh. I don't even know. I don't even know. All I could picture was Kablasta like giggling while he typed out what the the voice thing was going to say, the voice synthesizer. <laughs> I mean, we as a society are screwed. Do you We're understand screwed. me? Yeah. Audio deepfakes. That's almost more dangerous. Completely. Oh. I can't even, I can't calm myself down. <laughs> the next up, friend Remnant. <laughs> Getting kind of nosy, aren't we? <laughs> Chuck, Dale, Bat, Spider. It's Remnant from the Discord. And I just want to call in about tonight's episode. 1986's Things. Isn't this Salvador Dali's famous Devil's Daughter painting? It was thought to be burned years ago. How did Doug get a hold of it? Oh, yes. <laughs> so, where did he get, get this? Oh, well, where, where he used to live was this last house on the left, and he uh, stole it, but, uh, oh, that's another story. So I guess, where do you even start when talking about this movie? I mean, I imagine for most of us, because we pretty much have all given it either half stars or one stars, I guess you really just start at the fact that there's multiple scenes of them looking through cabinets. You, Your characters literally watch the TV and comment on it. They'll, as I shared in that clip, they'll start talking about stories, but at the end they'll say, oh, but that's another story. And mentally you go insane. You're like, why is this movie on streaming? Why didn't they burn every copy? <laughs> I mean, I'm watching it right now, trying oh, to think of what to talk about in this voicemail. And I think I forgot everything, but there's still stuff I remember. I don't know how that makes any sense, but this movie is just a true testament to your patience. So I fast forwarded to near, well, I thought it was near then, but there's actually 30 minutes to go. Oh my God. <laughs> Anyways, I, to the point where they go down to the basement and the friend is attacked and he makes the stupid remarks about knowing electrical work. That's the part I kind of said I remembered. But anyways, I'm going back to my original voicemail plan. I'm going to play a couple sounds and you guys are going to guess which one isn't from this movie. Good luck. Okay. Thank you. Are you heavy puke? Um, yeah, actually, those are all from the movie. <laughs> Thank you say. for this podcast, as I say in every voicemail, <laughs> Bat and Spider. I can't wait to see what you guys have coming up. I mean, the 50th episode, who knows what it'll be. Dale, you can't see this, but I'm, I'm looking at my chart I have on my my, my west wall over here. Um, and it's my personal ranking of all the uh, Bat and Spider listeners. Can uh, yeah. I say Remnant is, uh, he's he's king. King B right now. Yeah. He's the king. I can't get enough of this guy. Put yourself in a tailspin. 
Put yourself in a tailspin. It's a remnant voicemail. Remnant. That was endearing, my friend. Thank you. God damn. You again. You summed up our thoughts. You were exactly right. Everything you said. You forget the movie, but you remember parts. But it's yeah. just like little glimpses, little beacons of light in 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 the waveform of complete of empty brown. space. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and he once again, our listeners uh, managed to do a better job. Yeah, in two minutes, um, yeah, and we take you know an hour to do. Oh, God, <laughs> bless you, remnant. We're just terrible at our jobs. <laughs> I know. Uh, thank God we're in a union, though, Dale. We'll yeah. never be fired. It's great. Yeah. Anything else? We got more. We got one more. Oh, all right. A little dessert. Hi Chuck, how you do? This is Jim here. Uh, I just have a question for this week's episode. Things. Why? <laughs> Thank you. Catch you later. That was uh, uh, Letterbox it- user Jim Connick, iTunes, wow. in the Discord. Jim. Is that his first call? Yeah, it is his first call. Wow. Wow. Thank, well, uh, firstly, yeah, we apologize. Thanks for your I mean, first. Th- we're grateful for your first voicemail. Thank you for leaving it. Yes. Things. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is what we get in. We get ourselves into. I didn't know what to expect. I was a lot more terrified of the tagline. We gotta. This. We have to pay penance. Like this. We have to do one of these every like ten episodes or so. We have to because um, we have a lot of fun. We watch a lot of movies that we love, and we need we. But we need to to mine the depths. We need to dig deep right. and experience things that not many people have experienced, right? Because when we're, you know, when we're tabling at, at the next horror con, somebody <laughs> comes up to us and, and, and tries to uh, catch us off guard and talk oh, about God. things like we haven't seen it. Guess what? I'm going to be, yeah. Chuck's going to be beside himself for, for I'm going to have to like stand it. I'm going to have to do all the talking and interfacing because <laughs> Chuck's going to be checked out at that point. I'm going to be in the bathroom changing into my third shirt that I, you know, I sweated through two others in the first three hours of the convention. Yeah. Sitting there. I'm so worried about someone asking me if I've seen, I don't know. I don't even know. Right. Yeah. Like some, some mainstream, like, uh, <laughs> the lodge, the my bloody Valentine is the lodge, the lodge, <laughs> you know, big bloom house fans coming up. With yeah. like their Blumhouse t-shirts on. Right. And they're like forearm tattoos. No, that, of- see, that's easy for me. That's, I can look down on those people easy. I can just like yeah, put my feet could. up and put my sunglasses on. Like, what? yeah, whatever. We're Bat and Spider. We don't, Pimp. we don't watch newer movies. Give me a break. Pimp. <laughs> oh my God. What's, what's going to happen if we end up at a convention, Dale? What's going to happen is we, you and me are going to be like talking to each other. Who's going to approach our table? What are we? What? <laughs> We're going to be interviewing each other for eight hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I haven't told this story in a long time, but, you know, our old podcast, Paper Keg, like our yeah. first year together, we had the bright idea of tabling at a con, and it was like Ramada Con at, in Philadelphia, you know. And, nice. Uh, <laughs> and so we got a table. We got a banner. And we, I mean, what are we going to, we're a podcast. <laughs> we didn't have our equipment with us. You don't bring your equipment. And we had, so we had yeah. little postcards with QR codes on our table. Oh, That's all we had. Shit. And stickers. 
like Fucking like promo. everybody's like of like looking away, avoiding us with like horse blinders. <laughs> what, what, what are we selling? We might as well have been selling <laughs> selling solar panels for your house. Who's going to try to talk to us? Dale, you fit in so well at it. You know that's that's what comic conventions are, Dale. That's that is the essence. What you guys emitted from your armpits at that show? Yes. Yeah. We that were, is the lifeblood we of uh, comic book conventions in the United States of America. God bless. Yeah. So next, so when we do table, yeah, we just get a case of cheer wine. Give that out. Oh man, I bet you we'll have like someone local as a listener, and they'll fucking bring us, you know, a bucket of chicken, and we'll just oh be living living high. Yeah, it'll be great. We'll have like one napkin each, and we'll, it'll just be so greased through. But we'd rather not we'll be throwing. <laughs> throwing chicken bones at Kane Hodder's head <laughs> <laughs> for our uh, our Bat and Spider uh, horror convention prank YouTube channel that we have. <laughs> uh, well, we're sorry, spoilers. We're spoilers. Uh, announcing that uh, next year. Yeah, spoilers. That's coming online <laughs> very soon. Oh, what a bad idea! Our prank, our uh, prank show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cracking horror celebrities. Oh my god! Oh, all right, hated. <laughs> this has gone too and far. And then, like we know, we're expected to like be welcomed after hours at like the uh, at the, <laughs> yeah, the lobby bar or whatever everybody's hanging out at, and they're just like, "Oh, here they come." Yeah, we're shunned to a corner table. Yeah, we're just like, "Ah, oh, we're just having with you." Yeah, we have fun. Yeah, we have fun. <laughs> Kane Otters choking us for real. Not a joke, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Oh, uh, and before we uh, move on to the next segment, I did want to yeah. sh- I did want to give a huge shout out to uh, Mr. Cablasto himself and uh, the rest of the folks in our Discord. They organized their own watch party, and oh, yeah. uh, we couldn't make it that night, but they watched Velocipaster, and it was awesome. And I can't wait to do so many more of those. It was great that they organized that, and they all watched it together. And uh, I we're I know we're sorry we missed it, but you know, yeah. family Ooh. movie night. <sighs> It made me so excited. Uh, Warm my heart. Yeah. Um, to see the the, I'm loath to say the word community, but listeners of the show having some fun together and mm-hmm. watching a movie that uh, that just oh I yep. love it so much. It's okay. <laughs> yep. Welcome home, Chuck. Yeah. Welcome home. Yeah, welcome home. So that's it for the segment, uh, Chuck. Guess what? We have to pick a new movie. Oh yeah, and it's my turn. <clears throat> So, Dale, I am going to bounce off something we talked about in the very beginning of this episode. We talked about waxwork, Dale. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at, uh, that movie is directed by Anthony Hickox, and I was looking at his filmography, um, and I thought it might be cool to pick his movie that he did directly afterwards, mm. uh, after waxwork. So, we're talking about... 1989's Sundown, colon, The Vampire in Retreat. An odd title, for sure. <laughs> but I think we're in for something, something special, maybe? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just name some of the, the uh, cast involved here. We got David Carradine. We got Bruce Campbell. Hello. Uh, M. Emmett Walsh, who is close personal. I mean, not close. He's a personal hero of mine. Um... And let's uh, check this description out. Reclusive vampires lounge in a lonely American town 
They wear sun cream to protect themselves, and a descendant of Van Helsing arrives with hilarious consequences. Um, yeah. And the tagline is, there's two kinds of folks in this town of purgatory, vampires and lunch. Ah. <laughs> I gotta say, there's a lot of good reviews on Letterboxd, so I'm, I'm, I've got my fingers crossed. I think this might be an entertaining one. Yeah, this looks good. Yeah. Uh, this is gonna, it's gonna have to be a rental, though I think I did spot it up on YouTube, so if you're oh. a good internet sleuth, you'll probably be able to find a copy of it. You bad, bad dude. Okay, great. Yeah. I'm excited. Dale, you know anything about this movie? I Sunday? know nothing about this movie. Yeah. Blank slate. I'm just going off, uh, that great time Anthony Hickox gave us for waxwork, and I, I wanted, I wanted more of it. Yeah. Immediately. The movie poster looks just yeah. just dynamite yeah yeah all right awesome well that's that's it then that's uh next episode folks now we survived things dale we're gonna continue on with our podcast it is not canceled <laughs> it's a little worried things did not break us in half <laughs> thank god all right dale um i'll talk to you next week bud uh until then my friend love you Love you. Bye. Love everybody. theme song was created by Toby Forsman of Whipsong Music. Find out more at whipsongmusic.com.